Welcome to Motherhood and Career Collide. Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Ashley. We are two working moms on opposite coasts with experience in both corporate America and healthcare. Now on a mission to redefine how career and motherhood collide. Between the two of us, we have six kids, ages six and under. Coming to you from in the trenches of modern motherhood. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am Ashley, and I'm here with Kimberly, and today we are talking about family meal planning for the week. So Kimberly and I have been taking notes about what we've been planning and feeding both ourselves and our children for the past week, and I was telling her prior to recording that I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that we have been doing a lot of takeout this week. So I'm going to tell you what we actually ate this week, but I'm also going to include maybe what a more typical week would look like us in terms of meal planning, prepping, and execution. So Kimberly, do you meal prep like every week or is it sort of a fly by the seat of your pants situation or do you have like your staple go-tos that then it's like kind of get woven in each week into the the meal planning process how do you execute this when I'm on my game I am doing like chicken in the instapot for the Mm -hmm. week so that I have that for salads and so usually we buy in bulk our meats. So I'll, I'll grab some frozen chicken and then I'll put it in the Instapot and then I'll have it in there for whatever length of time. Cause I like it to be like where you can actually pull it apart nicely. Mm-hmm. So even if it's in the Insta, I'll keep it in and it's done. I'll keep it in there warm for quite some time just to get it. So it's sort of at that point of pulling apart easily. Mm -hmm. And so that's like when I'm on my game, I have like a protein that's already done that I can like flip into different foods Mm -hmm. easily or different meals easily. When I don't have that, I'm sort of flying by the seat of my pants. So the one thing I'll say is we always have protein to go with. Mm -hmm. And so we've always got like chicken, sausages, hamburger and turkey patties we always have like the chicken nuggets and pizza we've got that in our fridge always too when we need something quick and so those are sort of like the staple things that we always have in our in our fridge and then we always have cucumbers and we buy these in bulk too cucumbers carrots apples Mm -hmm. And grapes, strawberries, and peppers Mm -hmm. are typically always in there. And salad for us adults, which ironically, the kids end up like picking off of our plate, which is not, you know, works out great. And those are sort of like the staple things that we've always got running. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, If it was up to your kids, 
what would they want to eat every day? Like, what do they ask you for something? And then every day you're like, no, we're doing this. So is it a battle? So it's typically not that much of a battle, but I can tell you per child what they would want. One child wants chicken nuggets all the time. Mm -hmm. One child wants pepperoni pizza all the time. And one child always wants pasta. (laughs) That sounds about right. I love it. (laughs) Those are the rotations in my house too. Pizza, pasta, chicken nuggets. They like beg, beg me for those almost every day. Yeah. It's so funny how, how, how they all have different likes and would prefer certain things. So no, it's so funny. My middle loves Shake Shack. And so she, do you know what Shake Shack is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if we have the different burger, you know, situations, East and West coast. Right. But she's obsessed. And so one opened like less than 10 minutes down the road from us and they're on DoorDash now. And so every weekend she's like, I want Shake Shack. I'm like, oh my God. And this little, she's this little tiny five-year-old, like so petite. And she will house an entire Shake Shack burger. She loves them. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that's my, if we're talking fast food, I will say that my two youngest love McDonald's. My oldest loves in and out Okay. Which is yep. a West Coast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it. what's interesting is that my oldest, this is always how it works. My oldest never was introduced to McDonald's until I, I want to say, I don't know, kindergarten. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. And then, you know, that just went down hill <laughs> after <laughs> after that um so yeah you know it is what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> so they don't really battle you when you make whatever you make for the night well are they generally good eaters or do you have a like this is what I made and that's the end of it and eat it or go hungry like how strict would you say you are uh I think it it depends on ages and stages. So now with the kids being the ages that they are, we are able to be pretty like on point with that in the sense of this is your food. It's your choice, how you handle that food. And if we have dessert, we have dessert. My only rule with this is like, if they're asking for seconds of something, Mm -hmm. they have to have some of the veggies and some protein. So that's my only rule because sometimes they'll ask for more pasta or they'll ask for more Mm -hmm. nuggets or pizza. And I'll just, you know, I'm giving those examples because those are their favorites. And I'll, I'll go back to them and say, well, you haven't had any of your veggies or any of the protein. We need to have a little bit of that. I know a lot of food, pediatric food nutritionists might differ from this. So I'm certainly not an expert on that, but that's just how we've sort of implemented it in our family Mm -hmm. to kind of get them more into vegetables and those items. And I Mm -hmm. will say that one thing that helped us with the veggies was dipping sauce. And I had read about that um, and learned about that 
you know, I sort of had some feelings about that. Like you should just like it. You should just like it. I mean, what am I just, saying? Eat it. just like it. <laughs> I know it's so ridiculous. Like my thought process as an adult, like thinking, you know, I remember being a kid. I, come on. Mm-hmm. So however they want to eat it, if they want ranch dressing or like my youngest, my middle hates carrots, but we have, we have carrots on the plate times a, a week. And so he's got to, mm-hmm. he's got to buck up and the way that he'll eat it, carrots is by having ranch with it and he'll eat it fine with ranch dressing. So there you go. Yeah. I, I mean, we definitely, it's not perfect. So someone mm-hmm. might say, especially when I'm introducing something new, I might get like, I don't really like this. But we talk about what I try to do is have things on the plate that they do like mm-hmm. always. So something's mm-hmm. always on the plate that they do like. And then if they, when I'm introducing something new and then if they don't like it, we just talk about how to share that as a table manner, you know, not, Ooh, this is so gross or anything like that. We try to go from that too. I really, I tried it and I'm just, I, I, I'm just not enjoying it right now. Right. It's not for me. No, thank yeah. you. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. So that's sort of, how about you? So in terms of like the veggie thing, I've been really trying to normalize all the different veggies. My kids love broccoli and ironically they love lemon juice. So that's what they use as their dipping sauce for veggies is I always do like a splash of lemon juice on their plate and they dip their veggies in that. I've tried other things and they just don't, they're not like really into it. We also got a hydroponic like garden that we have outside. So it grows like all our vegetables. Like we have celery and lettuce and parsley and tomatoes and edible flowers and all that stuff. And I've really tried to use that as like a learning growing experience. Like instead of it being coming from the refrigerator, I pull it from like the the garden and then it goes from outside to their plate or if they're outside playing and they just pull it from the garden it's like just feels more natural because they're like wait I can eat this I'm like yeah you this is where it comes from and even showing them like the celery they're like wow this this celery like I didn't know celery had leaves on it because normally when I give it to them from the store like I've cut all of that off so it just sort of makes it a little bit more exciting to them to want to at least experiment trying those things. Otherwise they're pretty set in their ways. <laughs> like but same thing, like chicken is huge. We do usually like a roasted chicken once a week, like a beef. Like I do quote unquote tacos where I literally just like cook up ground beef and put a little bit of onion powder salt and salt in it. And that's their taco. But then I cut up like tomatoes, avocado, lettuce, cheese. So then they can put that all on to get that extra like healthy, colorful stuff going. And then we usually do a fish once a week, usually like a salmon. They're not really into flounder right now. I tried that and it was a total fail. So just little by little, just trying to sort of cycle through like my chicken, beef, fish, thing. And then it's usually like a broccoli, spinach, asparagus, or cauliflower. Again, just rotating through. 
And just like you fruit wise, my husband goes through like a billion apples a week. So we get, we have so many apples. I try to get a couple seasonal things. So right now we have peaches. I'm looking like what else? Avocado, oranges. My middle loves kiwi. So I try to do kiwi, watermelon, strawberries, like you, cucumber. So all of that's in the house. And I try really hard to have it like visibly available to them so that that's what they want to go to first, which is not always easy. Like in my brain, I want to like cut everything up and have it displayed like on this beautiful plate for them. And then they just can snack on it all day. But that doesn't happen very often. (laughs) Sometimes it does, but not often. (laughs) Yeah. We, we will cycle in some, another thing I forgot to mention is actually we have avocados like mm-hmm. all, all the time. I mean, that's mm-hmm. year round and there are other fruits that the kids really love. My issue is they do require some more maintenance, like even the watermelon. I actually yeah. have to cut that up and like, do so much more work to it. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of more like, oh, I'm going to get this and I'm actually going to do it. I've thrown out watermelon because I just never did it. And it's not that it's hard. It's just more so getting to it. And then like my middle loves watermelon, but it gets all over him. And Mm -hmm. it's just sort of committing to doing that. Anyway, yeah, there's definitely things that we'll weave in when we're in a position to go ahead and say, yeah, let's do this. So in terms of planning, are you a planner? Do you do meal plan every week or what's your setup for that? I go in waves where I will plan, like I'll get out the recipe book and like get really excited and get all the things. I usually order from Instacart. So I'm not actually physically going to the grocery store. So I kind of just like get myself all teed up, like with my recipes and what I know I need. And I'll usually pick like three recipes for the week because then between leftovers and everything, it kind of pours over into the next day in some way or another. And then I get totally burnt out (laughs) from the planning. And then we're just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants whether it be, okay, we're going to do a pasta night, we're going to do a chicken nugget night kind of a thing, especially in the summertime, I've gotten pretty lazy with the cooking where we did like pizza last night. And I'm just like, you know what, it just is what it is right now. And I'm just going to cut myself a break about it. What about you? Do you prep? In terms of planning out the meals, when I have done this, I've been more engaged in doing this because the question that drives me crazy is my husband and I will look at each other and go, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And it Mm. just drives me a little nutty because it's basically, you know, we're standing off at staring at each other going, who's going to be the one to take this. And so, and it's not like a huge deal. It's just more so like when you do it every day, you kind of go, well, there's gotta be a better way. So, and I know the better way. I know the better way. It's just a pain to actually take that time to do it, even though it only takes a very minimal time, amount of time. 
So what I mean by that is I was doing this before the end of the school year and I wasn't using recipes. I just was sort of going through, I used to do this religiously when my husband had the hour commute. So typically mm-hmm. meals were more on me because of that commute for the evenings. And so I had like taco Tuesday. I had, I had like a Greek day. I had a pizza day and mm-hmm. I would do like leftovers and then maybe a chicken nugget day. And then I'd fill it with one meal that was a little bit more adventurous. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how we rolled during the week. So I, I knew the routine. I just had gotten out of the habit of it since COVID. And so anyway, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be so complex. Yeah. I just used my notes app and I wrote down like very simple, like hamburgers tonight, tacos mm-hmm. tomorrow, pasta mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Like it was very simple because honestly, like the biggest discussion is the evenings. It's not the mornings or lunch. It's the evenings that really get a lot, <laughs> a lot yeah. of back and forth. Yeah. You're so right. I went, why is that? Like we put so much pressure on ourselves for the evening. I really try in my mind to simplify the evenings by doing recipes that are kind of like dump it all in. Like you said, like the crock pot, or I really like to just like throw something in the oven and call it a day. Like whether I'm roasting vegetables or, you know, baking chicken or the fish or whatever it is, and just put like yummy seasoning on it. Then you walk away and, you know, maybe get the kids a bath. And then when you come back, it's ready. Like, it's not something you have to be pouring over the stove for, for hours on end. So I think just like switching that mentality too. like, you can do a quick, easy, healthy, nutritious meal. And it doesn't have to be like this, like glamorous, 8 million ingredients recipe. Yeah. more. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example because I have my notes app up. Yes. I had Monday grilled food. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even, food. yeah, I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> I had pollo asada, which is chicken, salad, tomato, cucumbers, and avocados, which is a salad that we create, mm-hmm. and guacamole and chips. Tuesday, pasta and meatballs and salad. Wednesday, turkey, hamburgers with asparagus sweet potatoes thursday quinoa salad and chicken chicken fingers and carrots like for me and my and my husband and then for the kids friday pizza saturday grilled kebabs corn cucumbers for the kids i mean like that's like how simple it is and when i just do that it just i don't know it just feels easier So I don't know. Do you want to go through like what we went for the week? Yeah. So, okay. So like I said, it was a, it was a not good week. So basically, and I don't plan for Saturdays or Sundays, the way that my husband and I, thanks to fair play, (laughs) worked out is he is in charge of meals on the weekends. So that's like off my plate. So basically I did Monday was, baked chicken and I did half the chicken like totally plain with just salt on it and the other half 
I put um, with like five minutes left some vodka sauce and cheese on top. So almost like a chicken parm for the kids, but it just wasn't breaded. And then we had steamed broccoli with that. And then Tuesday, I think we did pasta. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I was like, I give up pasta. It is Wednesday. I did baked salmon and cauliflower. Thursday, I believe was chicken nuggets and Friday was pizza. Okay. So not perfect, but not terrible either. I really love to work in like a beef into that somewhere. And the kids are kind of off the fish at the moment. Like I'd make it and then they take like two bites and then they're like, I'm still hungry, which drives me insane. Yep. But here we are. So that's kind of what dinners look like in our house. We don't really, we don't do a grain. Usually sometimes I'll do like a, a rice of some kind, but not often. It's usually just like a meat and a vegetable and I call it a day. You eat the same thing that your kids eat for, for dinner? For the most part. Yeah. Whatever I cook for dinner, I cook for the family. Short of the chicken nuggets. Like if they're having chicken nuggets, I'll usually have whatever was left over from the night before. Okay. What about you? Okay. So I have my list. (laughs) So I actually want to preface this by, I wanted to try new recipes that are simple. So I, Mm -hmm. I know my limits, by the way, like I am no chef in the kitchen. So I have this five ingredients, simple meals by Trader Joe's cookbook that I got. And I was so excited to use it. And I didn't get to Trader Joe's. So that just didn't happen. So I had like things on there for that just did not occur. So um, that was my planning that did not. (laughs) So just to be clear, like, that's why like my little notes app is so ideal, because I'm not trying to like, anyway, so just to give you reference, I always feel like people are always asking, like, what do you guys do for breakfast? So I typically don't eat breakfast. My husband's on his own for breakfast, too. We're both on our own for breakfast. My kids had, are really into cereal lately. Mm-hmm. And so we're on Monday, we, they got cere- uh, breakfast with cereal. I don't really have breakfast, typically. And then... I had a acai bowl for lunch mm-hmm. and then the kids had corn dogs for dinner with, gosh, actually I didn't write this down. Like I'm sure it was with cucumbers or carrots. That's mm-hmm. something we just always have. And we don't typically have corn dogs. So it was sort of like, we've got it in the fridge or the freezer. Let's use it. So that was a nice little switch up to your point. Like they get sort of over the same thing. So we were trying to switch it up and we had done, I'd gotten turkey corn dogs from Trader Joe's a couple weeks ago and they ate it up. So we we're like, okay, let's try to add this back in. Mm-hmm. Tuesday we did for breakfast. They actually, we've actually given them some choices too. So when we have it, it's, between bagel, cereal, and waffles. And that sounds like a lot to handle, but when you're not in a rush to get to school at a certain mm-hmm. time and camp is typically a little later, we have a little bit more 
leeway. So we include fruit in there too. And they get to pick from those three options. For lunch, we I just did almost like my own little charcuterie board. Okay. And when I say that, it's nothing glamorous or pretty. It's just salami, which we always have. We always have a ton of salami. And salami, we have this. I had some turkey meat and carrots. And then I have these, like, they're called whisk cheese crisps. Okay. They're, I get them at Costco. They're, I like things that crunch. I like salty, crunchy. If I could eat like a bag of chips, I would. I know that's not very healthy, so I don't do that. So they're salty and then they, and so I'll put that as a cracker essentially to have with the salami and put it in hummus. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's like my, and then we have these nuts that have a ranch flavor and we get them in big bags at Costco too. They're keto friendly also. And also gosh, paleo, all the different, whatever Mm -hmm. diet things. So we have, we have that. So I love the, love that nut mix. And so I'll grab some from there. Can you send them to school with the nut mix? No, that's for me. Oh, oh, that's for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. At right at when they're in regular, like back in the fall, they'll be able, they can go to school with nuts. Oh, they can. Yeah. Not at the preschool we're at and the Mm -hmm. camp, the, the camp component of the preschool but when they go back I don't know how they do that but there's no nut I I think it might be per class maybe is there gotcha. so if there's no nut allergy in the class then there's no no restriction nut, no restrictions yeah hmm. we do actually a similar lunch so we'll have to do like as we get closer to school like a lunch yeah. thing what's a pack for our kids for lunch yeah it really does get it gets dry. yeah it does it does oh. so for dinner we did greek chicken skewers which we also get at costco pita hummus and cucumbers yummy so, so and that's really like they eat it up and actually let me just tell you something that's really cool you can get it at trader joe's too you can get the hero meat there Mm-hmm. And one thing that's worked really well in introducing new foods is having them be able to put together their own food, like you were yep. talking about with the tacos. Yep. yep. And we're doing it with other foods. And so I have these little videos of the kids actually like acting like they're on a food network show. And, yeah, and they got so into it and they were putting cucumber. They just, they put things in that they normally wouldn't put in and they were naming it. So just an idea like yeah. to make it fun. And then for Wednesday, cereal for breakfast, lunch with salad and pasta for uh, dinner with peppers. That's awesome. So for pasta... I don't make pasta. I don't like, I make it, but I am not the pasta maker in the household. Okay. My husband is, and he uses a ton. He like says the key to good pasta is when you're boiling the water to douse it with salt. 
Mm -hmm. And then you put the pasta in and then he actually puts a little lemon, going to your lemon piece, he puts a Mm -hmm. little lemon in it. It is so, so good, but I just don't get the formula of Mm -hmm. those two ingredients perfectly down. He does a much better job of that. That sounds wonderful though. Do you do that? Um, I have never put lemon in, although I do have a pasta uh, recipe that is pasta and lemon ricotta or ricotta if you're Italian. And it's exceptional. Like even the kids like it. We'll have to get some of these recipes up for all the moms listening to try. But, and it's again, super easy. So I will have to try that. Just a little splash of lemon. Yeah. All the difference. It really, it's so yummy. It's so you put the lemon in the water while it's boiling? No, that's the okay. last piece. At the end, you put the lemon in, like after okay. you drained it and everything. Gotcha. So that's when you do it. So yeah. Good to know. Okay, I'm going to yeah. try that. I love that. Yeah, it's really, you know, and I will say that like not every, not every kid's up for the lemon, but since your kids like lemon, it probably yeah. would work. So I love the sour, the tart. Yeah. So for Thursday, we did cereal again. See, there's like, obviously, yeah. I'm like trying to say it's very simple in many ways. And we have like three or four options. I think I've overthought a lot of the food stuff and just mm-hmm. being like, okay, there's sugar in almost every cereal. Yeah. And it's just trying to minimize that sugar, not think of brands, like just think of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So that's our way of navigating that. I had a smoothie for lunch. And then for dinner, we actually had our leftover corn dogs and oh, salad. Yeah. And then for Friday, cereal again, because that's what they were into. Lunch was for me, salad with chicken patties. We get these from... Costco too. They have a huge organic section of meats. And so all of our meats are organic, but like they have just a a variety of options. And so we get the chicken patties there and we, for dinner, pasta for the kids, leftover pasta from, from Wednesday. So these are our leftovers. So we got to Thursday and Friday and we're in leftovers now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's why I only make like three meals a week because I feel like there's always leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then we did, and then for Saturday, this is where, you know, all bets are off, but we were at the ice rink early on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. So the kids had breakfast burritos at the ice rink. And then there was still some leftover corn dogs. So we had, they had those for lunch (laughs) and chips and dried mangoes. And then for dinner, I was at a birthday party. So we had Hawaiian food and I grabbed them food on the way home from McDonald's. And then Saturday we had cereal and fruit for breakfast. And then I had my charcuterie. Mm-hmm. that I told you which is like my on the go I don't have time sort of dinner or lunch mm-hmm. and then for dinner it was sausages the rest of the leftover pasta with turkey meatballs and I had it with quinoa and sausages yum very nice I love that 
my kids are really into so it's kind of like the balance like you said like the breakfast I really struggle where for a while my kids were eating like eggs and fruit so usually like scrambled eggs and a banana or scrambled eggs and like apple or whatever now they're kind of over the scrambled eggs and it's been challenging because I have gotten them cereal and they're like obsessed with the cereal so I either just commit to all right we're having cereal every every morning this week because I'm getting cereal or I just don't buy cereal and then I sort of force them to do something else for a little bit and then we'll go back to cereal we kind of just alternate it into the breakfast routine but we also always so in the morning I give them the option of eggs bagel or oatmeal are the three choices and they wrote they tend to rotate through they're really on a bagel kick right now so I get them from Whole Foods they're mini bagels or you can get them like at the store the Thomas English like minis and we put cream cheese on it and then lox so the smoked salmon And so believe it or not, my kids eat that for breakfast every morning. And so it's kind of, for me, the bagel's like the vehicle for the salmon. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, like they're eating salmon for breakfast. I mean, and the bagel, but it's better than nothing, right? And then my husband makes their lunches, but he usually does something along the lines of like turkey roll. We have like pirate's booty and then a veggie. So whether it be like you, cucumber or carrots go in there also. And then you heard my, my dinner meal plan, but they're pretty consistent in that way. Like this morning, the seven and five-year-old had a bagel with lox and cream cheese. And then my seven-year-old doesn't drink milk. So she had it with water. And then my five-year-old had milk and the three-year-old always drinks her milk still in a sippy cup warm (laughs) that's like her morning breakfast she's like mommy can I have my moop in my sippy cup make it warm (laughs) that's like the the line she uses every time (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) so how many times a week will you have dessert as we sort of like end our well for a while we were doing dessert like every night and my husband was like not down with that at all because I grew up having dessert every night as a kid my mom has like a big sweet tooth and always was always baking so there's always sweet stuff in our house so it never occurred to me that 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 people don't do dessert every night so we've been trying to cut it back or do like a dessert I say that in like quotations so we'll give them We'll call it dessert, but it's really something pretty neutral, like whipped cream with a little bit of sprinkles on top. And that's their dessert, like no ice cream. Or we've been making like these fresh uh, fruit popsicle sticks. So they'll have that because they think it's, it's like a popsicle, but it's really just like strawberries, you know, and things like that. Or we'll do strawberries with, you know, and they can dip it in whipped cream, things like that. It's most nights, I would say, to be honest with you, we do it most nights. What about you? We're a couple nights a week because I swear, and I could be completely off. This could have no foundation for what I'm going to say, but the energy level of my children is insane. (laughs) The sugar high? (laughs) The sugar high is like, all right, like buckle up. Here we go. 
because they're already got so much energy. I mean, the boys are always wrestling. And then our youngest, the girl, she joins in because they are, and it is just a lot. So really my motivation behind not a ton of dessert is out of like sanity for the end of the evening. So when we do it, we actually do ice cream and we do like you go all out yeah it's a Sunday experience so we did that twice last week we also if they ask we'll say you can have some fruit and so we'll give Mm -hmm. fruit yeah Um, we give that option too yeah so that's the other option we'll do like apples and honey is another one we'll do like to oh, so just give it like a, a little sweet kick yeah. to it you know a little compromise yeah yeah so we'll do that and then like last night they had a sugar cookie from the birthday party that we went to mm-hmm. the night before and we brought home sugar cookies so they had that last night so I'm not like against it at all. It's literally like, what can I handle? And I don't know if there's any real science on that, to be quite honest. Like I've never dove into the realities of that. It just feels that way is all I can I'm say. sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure they're having a little sugar high, <laughs> you know, in combination of like right before bed and that like witching hour. I'm sure it's like the perfect storm for your kids. Yeah. I mean... We're always being like, go wrestle outside. Like, get out of this house. Take it outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, we've been able to get away with um, no dessert recently because they're in camp and they get a popsicle at the end of their camp day. And so I've been telling them that that's their dessert. Like, you Mm -hmm. already had dessert at camp. Yeah. And they're like, no, I didn't. And then I say, didn't you have a popsicle? Yeah, well, that's dessert. And they're like, oh, you're right, fine. And they've like kind of come to accept that. So it's, I'm getting away with it a little bit now that they're in camp. But I'm yeah. sure once that ends, we'll be back to fighting about dessert. Yeah, it's fine. There's something I read about. And I can't remember the place I read about it. But gosh, I wish I could. Maybe it's forget the name of the Instagram account feeding toddlers or something like that. It, it's, uh, I wish I could remember. Anyway, they, they have this idea that you just put dessert on the plate. Like yes. there's no separating it mm-hmm. from the experience of dinner. The meal. Yeah. So it's an interesting thought. And I think if you introduce it early enough, it probably mm-hmm. works well. I I have a hard time wrapping my head around it, even though I get the concept It more so in the sense that I know they're going to eat the dessert first. Yeah, um, it's hard. I've tried it. And that's exactly oh, yeah. like, I'll put like five M&Ms like on their plate with their and be like, this is your dessert. You can eat it whenever you want with your dinner. And they do. They usually eat the M&Ms first and then they have like some of their dinner. It was fine. It worked well. I don't do it consistently, which is probably not good, but it's a, it's a good theory. Like I like it. It kind of cuts down on the um, arguing because it's, they get the control of when they're eating the sweet treat. So, well, and also there was something, and again, like this is me going back into my, you know, thought process of what I 
retained in information on this. So I could be again off, but I feel like I remember them saying, or I remember reading about this in the sense of like, it takes away this idea that dessert is a treat and that Mm -hmm. it's just something you decide to have. And so like, you're not saying, oh, it's a reward, essentially. You're mm-hmm. taking away this concept of treats as a reward instead of just like part of the meal experience and how that starts creating things later on in life. And so you're avoiding sort of those possible food issues that could occur, you know, when they're when they're older, hitting that preteen, teenage early uh young adult stage yeah yeah it changes their relationship with food yeah so i don't know i was i thought that was interesting so yeah i hope you guys all enjoyed our little food diary and Mm -hmm. a little bit about how we eat in our house right now yeah it's i mean i think it's less complicated and more simple Mm-hmm. And I always think it's interesting to hear how people are doing it in their homes, because if anything, it gives me an idea of like, oh, maybe that's something I should include, you know, the yeah, group- like just easy ways to change it up. Yeah, exactly. The mm-hmm. Greek thing I never, cause we were ordering Greek like once a week. It's like, there's a better way to do this. I know mm-hmm. there is, mm-hmm. you know, and it was there very simple. Um, so easy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yogurt smoothies are another thing. My kid, like the pre-done ones. Oh. Like we, we get those and always have them and they love those for breakfast too. You just made me think of it because Greek you usually have like the yogurt, yeah. and, you know? Yes. So that's another staple in our house. Lots of dairy, which is not good, but, but yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And that is actually something if I remember to, I don't, I don't, eat a, a lot of dairy anymore after my third pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So if I remember, I do get yogurt for our daughter who does yeah. love yogurt. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's a good one to add in general as an option for, I, I bet my daughter would say yes to that every single morning. So yeah, yeah, they do. They just um, go. It's great. Combat that cereal. All right. Well, how did motherhood and career collide for you this week? You know, this whole time we've been talking, I've been kind of thinking like, what do I want to say? Because I feel like I always say like the same thing. (laughs) So my kids are either sick or I'm not sleeping and it's affecting my work, right? That seems to be the theme for like so many moms. So I'm going to go outside the box here and say that last night, which we're recording off schedule where today's a Monday for us here. Um, last night on Sunday, my husband and I went to, we got a babysitter and went to the Chris rock comedy show (gasps) and we saw Chris rock and Kevin Hart. No, both of them together. Yes. Oh, it was so good. And so like, it was just nice to get the babysitter, put everything aside and like go out and do this thing. And, and, just, I mean, and laugh. Kind of, yes. Yes. Oh, they were so funny. The content was so good. It was just like such a pleasure going. And it was in this huge outdoor arena that's covered. So even now in light of COVID, I was like, well, I didn't even think about this, but it's kind of nice. Like you're outside 
that part was really good. And just, yeah, just everything, just getting away and laughing and everything. One thing that I will share, which I don't go to concerts or comedy shows very often, but they had a no bag, no phone policy. Have you heard of this? Yeah. It was either a clear bag. So you needed a clear. I have heard of the clear bag. Clear bag or no bag. So yeah, no bags. So I literally just had like my ID in my pocket or my husband was holding it in his pocket and my, I was carrying my phone, but then they had special pouches for your phone. So you had to put your phone in the pouch and it locked and you couldn't unlock it. You had to go to an unlock station and be in a designated area to use your phone. Uh, that's new. That's new. Yeah. 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 Because they didn't want anyone like stealing the content. I get you know, that. <clears throat> recording, which makes sense. And they did, they haven't done this yet. They did some Will Smith slap jokes. Oh, they did. They did. Wow. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I I love <clears throat> I have to tell you that this has been like my release during, you know, the hard points in this country with all the waves of stuff going on where I will watch comedians on Netflix mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have watched more than I've ever seen on, on any, I rarely would watch a comedy special prior to COVID and I've watched so many of them because I just needed to laugh and yeah. laugh at stupid things and laugh at, you know, whatever ridiculous sort of take that a comedian has on something and just mm -hmm. enjoy that moment and not take life so seriously for a minute. Yes. You know, yes. I think that's what it is too, is like, it's okay to laugh at like some of the ridiculousness sometimes like we mm -hmm. need to be able to when especially because the line of work we do it can feel very serious and heavy and mm -hmm. a lot going on and so to be able to like step out of that for a minute and just enjoy some laughter is huge so I'm glad you did that and I love yeah. Kevin Hart I think it's hilarious I haven't and oh, yeah. obviously Chris Rock too right. but I've just I've been listening to Kevin heart like he had a show on Netflix too that was pretty mm -hmm. funny too so yeah it, you know. I mean talk about a double whammy huh yeah was, both were on for like an hour each I mean wow. it was it was really quite a pleasure so you know we talk about the negative a lot and how stressful it could be but you know moments like that it was just an a Sunday to boot yeah. you know like it was Sunday night at seven o'clock this show and they didn't come on till eight and so either way my point is that so it's like, do something for you sometimes. Like, even though it feels like the timing is off or, you know, it's a Sunday night. I don't want to do that. The kids have camp. No, I like, you have a million excuses always to not do the thing, but just go do it. It's, it's so worth it. It's so, it's like such a great memory to have. Yeah. So, how about you? I'm just getting ready for this trip for the East coast and kind of mm -hmm. navigating my own anxieties about not being at home base where, you know, my comfort zone is. Mm -hmm. So I we're just trying to gear up for that and sort of like putting in some extra time now to have some more flexible schedule when we're on the East coast. And so that is sort of been consuming me. We leave tomorrow oh and 
happening. I'm just managing that anxiety, essentially. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You're doing it. Thank you. Yeah. And by the way, this happened before kids too. I had severe anxiety about leaving work. I remember going to Europe and that was like the longest trip I'd gone away. And that was pre-kids. I was in, I don't even know if I was 30 yet. Like I was in my late twenties and I was freaking out about leaving my job. And I was listening to this podcast yesterday as I was like, packing and planning. And I loved the message, which was, you know, work will always be there. Lived Mm -hmm. experiences will not. So go have and live the life you want to go do it. Work will always be there. Always Always be there. And Mm -hmm. so it was a great reminder as I'm packing and feeling that slight anxiety going. This is an experience that we get to have and we need to really sort of not look at it as you know leaving sort of your your home base comfort zone but look at it as the adventure that you could not have but you get to have and start thinking is I get to do this versus you know the opposite so anyway that's that's what's going on with me so more to report as we go through this yes uh well safe travels to you tomorrow thank you thank you thank you all for this discussion today feel free to share any of your own like favorite recipes or just tips and tools that work well for you for your family meals we all have to do them unfortunately they never end (laughs) We all deserve personal chefs. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you all have a great week and we'll talk to you next. Thank you for listening. We hope you find support in our words. For more, come find us on Instagram at Motherhood Career Collide or on our websites, learningmotherhood.co and workingmomnotes.com. We would be so grateful if you could leave us a review and share this episode with a friend that needs to hear this discussion. We are all in this together. And as a reminder, you are not alone. You are doing your best and you are enough.